effervescent. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to another exciting quarantine episode of I'm Horrified. Exciting, sparkling, effervescent, yes, energetic. Absolutely. I'm not very energetic because as I told you earlier, I had pasta for lunch. So this day, like from, from 2 p.m. on was like shot. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I am I'm fully coming to you live from like a blanket nest. So we do only what we can. But we're bringing you energy positivity it's like those um news anchors who are like energy energy (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's us before we record (sighs) like Sharpay Evans yes that reminds me of my um my hero Veronica Corningstone from Anchorman yes power 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 (laughs) I love her um what a gift Sam what are we talking about today um, today we're going to give you guys something a little different, a little fun, and it's going to be our favorite social distancing recipes. Well, we we're all cooking more. A quarantine cook. Yes, because we're stuck in our houses, so we <laughs> had to cook more stuff. Because we're in a global crisis. <laughs> um, we understand not everyone has, like, the luxury to be cooking meals from home, mm-hmm. um, but I know a lot of you are out of work or working from home or confined to your tiny apartment spaces like the two of us are. Um, And we've been eating a lot, which means we've been cooking somewhat. (laughs) Um, Sometimes you just got to go to town on a bag of Milano's, right? Sometimes you have Nutella toast for lunch at 2.30 and that's just how the day went. I worry about you. (laughs) I've been doing very well on the far as eating real human meals, but today, not as good. Not today, but that's okay. (laughs) Sometimes I do, like, wake up at, like, 11, and I'm just like, what's the point? And then I don't. I wait until, like, 3 p.m. to eat a bowl of oatmeal, like a prisoner. Um, (laughs) But what are you going to do? So, Sam, do you want to go first? I would love to go first. Um, Yeah, so... I'm not like a great cook. I'm not like super comfortable in the kitchen, but I've been learning. Me and my boyfriend have both been trying to like be better about cooking at home. And this has definitely offered an opportunity to do this. The time. <laughs> um, so we found a recipe that we've made a few times now and we really like, um, and it's called Mexican one pan quinoa. Uh, and it's been really, really good. It's really easy because I would not present you anything difficult because I couldn't do it if it was hard. <laughs> uh, and I found it on a website called damndelicious.net. I trust uh, <laughs> Yeah. I've never seen any other recipe. I should look because I like this one. Uh, but I just Googled, like, uh, I have quinoa and I would like something delicious. And, like, this came up and I was like, let's try it. Um, so the thing that I really like about this recipe, especially for right now, is that a lot of the stuff in it um, you can buy canned. So that means that it can be, like, living in your pantry for pretty much as long as you need it to. Yeah, and then baby. one day you can be like, oh, I want to do that quinoa. And you don't have to worry about, like, I don't have fresh corn. Uh, you can <laughs> Who just... has fresh corn these days? I certainly don't. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but so basically what you do is um, you get a big skillet. And I mean, like, big because you're going to put a lot of stuff in there. It's the only thing, really, you're going to use. Um, you put some olive oil in there to start. And then you add garlic, um, which can just be, like, minced that you have in a little jar. Or it can be fresh. Um, and jalapeno, which they have you buy fresh, which is probably the easiest, but you can probably figure out something else. And you just put that together for like a minute until it's fragrant, which a lot of these recipes say to do. 
Um, and then all at once you put in quinoa, vegetable broth, beans, tomatoes, corn, chili powder, and cumin, and salt, and pepper. And then you leave it for 20 minutes. It's all in there. <laughs> and, like, most of the stuff I just read, like, I do the beans and the tomatoes and the corn are all cans that I just dump in. Oh, good. Because I was like, you're dealing with a dry bean? No, thank you. No, no, no. Yeah, they're all... Thank God. And, it, and you've got the vegetable broth in there as well, kind of liquidating things. Love that. You leave it in there for 20 minutes. After your 20 minutes, it, it's the quinoa's, you know, sucked up a lot of the water. So it's the little pearly quinoa ball that we're used to. Um, you reduce the heat and you stir in um, avocado fresh and lime juice. And then the recipe calls for cilantro. Um, my boyfriend is one of those people who hate cilantro because of something weird with their taste buds. So we just leave that out. <laughs> yeah there you go but I don't miss it um and you can get like a fresh lime but I had lime juice anyway for uh alcohol reasons so <laughs> I just add like two tablespoons of that which is about the amount that's in a lime uh and then you're literally done and you just eat it so, <laughs> so you shove it in your face you just shove it right in there so the thing I like about this um this is a vegetarian recipe so for my vet vegetarians out there you're safe sounds um, almost vegan too what's is there any dairy in it no I don't think so Oh, yeah. If you don't put cheese on it, then it's probably vegan, too. Full vegan goodness for you guys. So, vegetable um, broth rather than chicken broth. But it is really filling. It makes a lot. So you have, like, good leftovers for the next day. And I can tell you it reheats really well. Um, but you feel like you're eating, like, you're getting that avocado in there. Like, you have the corn and you have the tomato. And it's really yummy and good. Um, but, like I said, it's literally just, like, dump everything in and just go. Just walk away for 20 minutes, which I love. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. But so we'll, I, I'm assuming we'll tweet out these recipes so you guys can have them. Oh yeah, for sure. We can put them all in the YouTube description and we'll put them on Twitter. Absolutely. Oh, that sounds delicious. I love it's, a quinoa dish. Yeah, it's really good. And it's, and like I said, like quinoa, you can usually buy in like a relatively good sized bag that has a fair amount in it and that can just sit on your shelf for forever. So it's just like when the time feels right, you grab a cup of it and you can make this ginormous dish. Also, if you didn't have an avocado, you'd still probably be, it'd still probably be good. Yeah, absolutely. The avocado is like a fun thing to pop in there, but it's not. Though I do think that avocado is like the most versatile of delicious greens that you can, I mean, it's high in fat, but it's really good for you. Yeah. Eat them around, put it on chicken, put it on everything. Love absolutely. And we made this one time and we had a couple um, like uh, red peppers because we eat them in fetus and stuff that were about to go bad. So we were like, oh, let's throw this pepper in there. And that was a fine addition to like, you can kind of add whatever veg you feel will be good in this, as long as you have the basics. Innovation. Love to see it. Yes. But highly recommend this. And like I said, the thing I've really liked about it is it is filling. It is vegetarian or vegan. So if you're a vegetarian or vegan person, you're loving it. And it reheats really well for leftovers. Double jeopardy. Triple jeopardy. That's Love my that. quarantine re recipe. What's yours, Allie? Allie, you're like a chef. So I'm excited to hear what you have on the table today. I am not a chef. I know how to cook. Um, and I cook on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I like to cook. I think that's also the thing is like, don't feel bad if you don't like to cook. Mm -hmm. It's just something that like some people like and some people don't. Um, yeah. But it is something that is worthwhile to get into because nourishing yourself is a beautiful practice. Um, uh, <laughs> But you, oh, you are catching me on the right day for this, though, because I have to share something that's so far from the culinary arts first, which is today I made the TikTok whipped coffee. 
today. Ooh. I did it today. I had bought the espresso powder and I was like, that'll be fun. I'll get to it. Today I made it. Blew my whole goddamn world apart. Is it good? Oh my God. It was so good. And I thought it'd be like watery or gritty. I didn't like the idea of putting ice and milk. It is so good. So I'm going to quickly bring you through how to make that. And then we're going to talk about like actual food with like vegetables and stuff. Um, so what I did is I heard that it was better and more flavorful with espresso powder. Like you can use instant coffee, but espresso powder has like this sort of rich chocolatey quality. And I did find that to be true. So you take two tablespoons of espresso powder, two tablespoons of sugar, which is a lot. What are you going to do? Um, and then two tablespoons of hot water. I use like water from a kettle that wasn't boiling yet. I don't, the tap would probably work. I think it's just like, needs to be hot enough to kind of like make those two grain, granular things chill out. Mm -hmm. And I whipped it with a hand mixer on high until it looked like, like sort of soft whipped cream. You can use a whisk. I've whisked whipped cream from by hand before. It takes a little while, but you can do it. You could use a fork if you hate yourself, but, um, like I, I would just use a hand mixer if you have one for sure. Um, and so then it becomes this like pale, like this pale coffee, this sort of latte colored cream. It looks like a cream, like a whipped cream, like a cool whip, if you will. And so then you pour yourself like a cup or a cup and a half of milk. Doesn't matter. Like whatever you have, whatever milk you have. Um, and you put some ice in it, so it becomes like an ice drink, and you dollop that good, I don't know why I'm explaining this, like everyone's seen it, but I just feel like I gotta talk about it. I am reborn, I swear to God, it was so good. So then you dollop it on top of your milk, and it's like a two-toned beverage, mm -hmm. and so you kinda let it seep into the milk, and you can swirl it around a little bit, and it's sort of like this like layered experience of like at first you're kind of drinking coffee milk and then you get into like there's sips that are that like creamy delicious topping that are very coffee forward and like the rich chocolatey nature of the espresso just kind of permeates the iced beverage it is fire it is so good it's so good like i i, I just i'm such a basic bitch for being so excited about the whipped coffee but damn it is good it's so no, it sounds good. delicious you have, you have to make it if you drink coffee if you don't drink coffee don't make it you won't like it um you won't like it sam <laughs> i wouldn't like it but that's okay advocating about it to somebody who will not enjoy it um but and i don't usually have caffeine <laughs> i i drink caffeine in some things like on like not on a regular basis um because it makes me like twitch so when i had this i felt like i was having a heart attack but it was so worth it. It was so good. Oh my God. And it looks pretty and it tastes like, it tastes like Starbucks mm -hmm. and being outside. It tastes like normalcy to me. Ugh. Oh, it's so good. It's you can't so good. That. It's so good. So yeah, I felt alive again today after that. Can't recommend it enough. Now for actual food, um, Yes, I love to cook, so I like getting a little complicated with things. I think now is a good time to watch some videos and see, like, you know, if you have access to different types of food, like, give it a try. Like, it's it's a lot less intimidating than you think. I um, got had a lot of fun watching, like, Bon Appetit videos, um, New York Times cooking channel shows. I have the New York Times cooking app, which, if you're a foodie, highly recommend. It's fantastic. 
Um, my favorite things to eat lately, I'm a big fan of a charcuterie dinner. Ooh. Some fancy cheeses. Um, because a lot of the normal cheeses are gone, <laughs> get, but get that brie that people are thinking about taking, yeah. uh, it's forest season, eat like a Grecian God, get some grapes, a thing of brie, some salami, and just go to town with crackers. Mm-hmm. Keep that in your fridge at any point, because I think that's a good way to eat right now because time isn't real anymore. True. So we're kind of like always between meals. We're sleeping at weird times. And sometimes you're hungry, but you're like, I don't even know what my body needs. Yeah. Start with a little charcuterie plate. I think that's a great way to go. Also, um, you feel fancy, you feel refined, but it's like a refined relaxation. Yeah. So it's a good way to sort of cut through that feeling of like, oh, I'm being lazy and like sitting around and eating Cheetos. No, you make yourself this little charcuterie board. You feel like it's purposeful. You're ready like, to party. Hotel, living your life. Mm-hmm. At least I do. Yes. Um, so that's like my quick meal recommendation. My favorite um, meals to whip up lately are all of, I'm obsessed with, as many white women <laughs> are right now, obsessed with Allison Roman's um, Twitter famous pasta dishes, um, shallot pasta, cauliflower pasta, Allison Roman with one L. Um, she's a New York Times cook. She used to work at Bon Appetit. Um, so she has a couple of pastas that are very, the, the, the flavor profiles that of them are complex enough to make something that's like better than restaurant quality, mm-hmm. but you've got all the stuff in your kitchen. It's just a, it's just like the matter of bringing it all together. So cauliflower pasta, I had that for lunch. It's absolutely, that's the pasta that made me sleepy. Um, we had that for lunch today. Um, and that's one of my favorite things. So basically what you do is you take a big, you know, like half a thing or a whole thing of cauliflower, cauliflower head as much as you want. And you chop it thinly and you um, kind of crumble it up. You get it in. I have a Dutch oven, cast iron or like a sterling or sterling, um, a stainless steel skillet, whatever you got. Anything besides nonstick if you have that, but nonstick's fine too. Um, and you roast that mama on top of your skillet with olive oil salt and pepper and then you get some shallots in that business you slice up some shallots shallots the ultimate onion you don't need onions anymore you only need shallots okay um and then like i put some garlic in there too i think she must as well i put a fuck ton of garlic in everything um crush the garlic here's how you here's how you chop garlic just so you guys know um because i am personally ethically against the little thing of garlic because I think it's a sort of ritual to chop garlic, and it's really fun, I promise. <laughs> take your chef's knife, put the garlic on the thing, take the garlic clove, and press down with the heel of your hand on the chef's knife to crush the garlic, and you can peel the skin right off, and then leave that for a second, because if you crush your garlic, it's like some science thing happens, and it's tastier. Um, and then you just mince it up, and that's fine. All you need is a sharp knife. Um, put that in there. Things are getting roasty and toasty and um, caramelized in skillets, getting like brown and all that delicious, um, like all the roasty bits are getting on all of the vegetables. And then once it gets like very roasty and um, crackly, um, you take some heavy cream and you deglaze the pan with heavy cream. Now what deglazing means is like all the little flavor bits in the bottom of the skillet kind of come up when you add a liquid. 
So the liquid that you add brings all the flavor that's been like kind of getting into the nooks and crannies of that skillet, all the seasoning, everything that's happening, just brings it into this mush basically. Then it's like a mush. You add some red pepper flake to that because spiciness is amazing. You take your pasta, I use rotini, that's over on the side that you've been boiling and you like lift that pasta out, throw it in there and you take some extra pasta water and the pasta water, this is very important. I've said this to you before, Sam. You have, we had a whole conversation. You need to save your pasta water. You need to save your pasta water because it doesn't matter what sauce you're using. If you're building a sauce, pasta water is what helps you to finish your sauce. The starchiness from the pasta water, the, 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 the water becomes starchy because there's pasta in it. And you should have, if you, if you know anything about anything, heavily salted that water. So the heavily salted water also helps to season the sauce. And so what happens with that is because there's that starch in the water and it all comes together, the oil in the sauce mixes with the starchy pasta water and that meeting of oil and water is what we call emulsifying. So it emulsifies and when you emulsify a liquid, that's what makes it that like creamy coat the noodle Ooh. kind of pasta sauce. That's how restaurants make pasta so delicious. I didn't um, know that was what emulsify meant. That is what emulsify means. Um, it's the, the joining of oil and water to make that like creamy, delicious, like fresh off the skillet sauce. If you take a jar sauce, it's just something that sits on top of pasta. But when you emulsify the pasta water in with your sauce, that's what coats the strand. Um, so then what you have is it goes from like this like bulk of creamy vegetables and pasta to a sort of ragu style and I'm lifting all of this she has a whole video where she makes this dish um on her cauliflower pasta video so you can go watch that um it's a beautiful beautiful thing um and I'm getting so excited talking about this pasta it's like my favorite thing in the whole world and so then you take out your beautiful glossy um you add pecorino cheese at the end and it just all gets so cheesy and delicious but not super it's not like a truffle mac and cheese or something that you can only have one bite of and you feel sick like yeah it's light enough and you also put some lemon zest in at the end the lemon zest helps to keep it fresh you top it with parsley you top it with a little bit more olive oil a little bit more parmesan or pecorino and then here's what else you top it with everyone this has changed my goddamn life so in her recipe she tops it with pecorino breadcrumbs and at first you're like, what the fuck? Like you're already eating pasta. Like why would you put breadcrumbs on pasta? It is so good. It's <laughs> so good. It's this like textural element that like you just have to try it. It's and now I put I put breadcrumbs on any pasta I'm making. Like if I'm making red sauce, I put breadcrumbs on it too. But all you have to do is like heat up some olive oil, throw some panko breadcrumbs in there, and just like sizzle them around until they're golden brown salt and pepper, a little bit of pecorino cheese or Parmesan or nothing. You don't have to put cheese in it if you want, don't want to. And then you sprinkle those breadcrumbs over your creation. And then every bite has this like the glossy sunshine sauce, the roasted vegetables, like that perfectly seasoned, you know, perfectly al dente pasta and that like crunch from the breadcrumb, the freshness from the parsley fuck me up. It is so good. It is so good. You got to try it. It's really easy. I promise. And if you're scared, 
literally put the video up and she takes you through the whole thing step by step. You can do it. It's delicious. I don't even like cauliflower. I think cauliflower is gross. And this was like, it's my favorite thing now. So, so that's cauliflower pasta. Go look it up. Um, it's a great comfort dish right now. And then the other thing that I made the other day that I was talking to you about is I wanted chicken, but I didn't want to cook chicken because cooking chicken breasts just like makes me sad because there's like no way to make it fun. Mm -hmm. So I put chicken breasts in the um, crock pot with a taco seasoning packet. I didn't even stir it or anything. I just put the fucking taco seasoning packet in there and I put it on high for like three hours. And then I shredded it up with a fork and I ate it with um, tortillas. Delicious. Anyone can do it. A baby can do it. You do have to own a crock pot, but mm -hmm. that's like my bonus, my bonus meal. So I want yummy things. I cannot wait until we can be in the same room again because what the listeners might not know is what, when we most often record the podcast, it's that I go over to Allison's home um, and we have our podcasting studio. Yes. And she makes dinner and then we record. So yes. I just feel like there's a lot of really exciting pasta in my future. Absolutely. Uh, as I come to your home to record this podcast and I cannot wait. Absolutely. And I was, yes, I, we would usually share at least one meal a week together. Mm -hmm. So I'm sad not to have you to feed anymore. I'm frankly sad not to be fed by you, but at least I'm making yeah. Mexican quinoa dish that's relatively good for me. Well, you can, you, you can bring the recipes too and we'll have, we'll, we'll have a, a cook-off or something. My baking game also has been going up a little bit. But yeah, um, so those are some fun. I think we're staying also in the pantry staples area, mm -hmm. which is very important because you got to have your pantry stocked. Absolutely. Um, and you know, the longer you go in between, like without fresh produce, the better because then you can kind of go to the store less often. Yep. The more you can incorporate like canned vegetables. I mean, I mean it's not our, anyone's favorite, but it's a good thing to have on hand so you can minimize how often you go to the store. Mm -hmm. So, so that's all good. Um, yum. Now I'm hungry again. Me too. I cannot wait for dinner. And I want to make another whipped coffee, but it's six o'clock. And if I do that, I will die. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still feel like from drinking it, like I still feel kind of, um, like I'm going to die, but, um, we'll, we'll see if I do. Um, I hope not. I hope not. We don't know. I drank it and I was like, oh, this is going to be very bad for me. It was like shooting caffeine into my veins. It was so good. <laughs> All right. Well, it's dinner time. So everybody go make something new. Go buy an avocado. Until we see you next time. Be well. Be well. Bye, guys.